All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me today is well, one of my best buddies, <laughs> period, Mr. Paul Greenberg. Paul, thank you for joining me today. And the more time I get to spend with you, the better. <laughs> so, speaking of time spent, uh, was, uh, about four or five months ago, you did me the great favor of coming down to speak at uh, a conference I did with my other buddy, John Kohlerice Lawson. Uh, we called it XCOM, the kind of the future of customer experience and commerce and how they're coming together. And you did a great presentation on kind of talking about what customer engagement is and how customer engagement isn't customer experience. Um, so uh, we have a very nice kind of long video and we're going to yeah. embed that. <laughs> but I thought maybe it'd be easier to kind of distill some of of that video into a quick couple of questions for you. So okay. in mind, um, well, tell us, what, what is the difference between customer engagement and customer experience and even CRM? Because you hear these three terms being used and a lot of times they're just used one for the other. But as you said in your, in your uh, presentation, they're not the same. No, no, actually, they're complementary. There's no question of that. And one or two of the other impact the other ones, but they're different. So, for example, when you're looking at customer experience, there's actually two different ways to look at it. One on the broad scale, it's a, how a customer feels about a company over time. And again, you know, that's an evolving, changing, shifting kind of feeling, but it's a feeling. And thus, is not technologically enableable. Uh, you can't enable it via technology because you can't enable human feelings, right? It doesn't work that way. Now, that said, uh, in order for a customer to change how they feel over time, they have to interact with the company in some fashion, right? And the company, of course, has to interact. It's interact. It doesn't say act or proact or react. It says interact, which means that when, you when it comes to customer engagement, my definition is the it's the ongoing interaction between company and customer offered by the company chosen by the customer. Now there's sort of two ways to look at that. Way one is on the surface of the definition itself, which means look, in order for a customer to be engaged with a company at some level, whatever that level may be, the customer has to want to continuously interact. Right, meaning if it's one in one interaction and they stopped and it's not engagement, it's just a singular interaction. They want to have an ongoing relationship, an ongoing kind of dialogue or communication between the company and the customer. But what the customer is expecting in that is a highly personalized interaction, a highly personalized kind of communication from the company that has an impact in two ways. One, it gives the customer something that they want. And on the other hand, the customer themselves recognize, oh, the company knows enough about me to care enough about me. It cares enough about me to know enough about me to give me something I want. The problem with all of that is that, you know, if you're a company that's scaling to a larger, a larger scope, well, you know, it's not that easy to meet those kind of customer desires because they're all independently, uh, they're all unique and independent, right? So that company, if you have a million customers, there's a million different requests from those customers. So 
the company, the customer, uh, the company rather, to offer the customer each of the things they want would go bankrupt. So the company has to figure out what are the things that I can offer customers that will satisfy the largest group of those customers, who at the same time will still feel as if they have had an interaction or an independently personalized experience with the company. And at the same time, we wouldn't go bankrupt. So they offer, in effect, a, a market basket or a, a basketful of things. Could be products, services, tools, or what I call consumable experiences. And we can discuss that in a second. Um, to that customers, and then the customer gets to choose from that array of offerings. And the key there is that one, the company doesn't go bankrupt because they've chosen the offering they're going to provide to the customer that makes sense for the most part for a group of customers and is felt to be individual and secondly the customer gets to pick what ones they want which on the one hand make the customer feel in control of the interaction which is very important and secondly gives the company data on that customer to help refine the offerings next time so that's that's customer engagement right and so you can see where if the company successfully follows through on at least the way I define engagement, then the customer's experience over time will be increasingly better, right? And will constantly be on the more the good side than the not so good side. Right. And where CRM plays a role in that is, you know, if CRM if CRM was what, you know, me and you and others really wanted it to be when we first started out, we wouldn't be talking about any distinction really. It would have been all those things. But you know, because we were looking at it philosophically and strategically, and but ultimately it ended up being uh, technologies and systems, and they, in other words, enablement. Right now, the thing is that what CRM does for marketing, sales, and customer service, when it boils down to it, is uh, it enables the operational systems that companies are using to increase their chances of closing a deal, being more successful marketing, uh, making customer service case management a lot easier. But it's operational. It's, it's come down to that. It doesn't mean there's no components for communication and social, you know, via social, which there are in CRM technologies. In fact, it's, you know, it's pretty much standard now. But those communications are designed to increase and affect the impact and enable the, the effectiveness of customer engagement, which then improves the overall customer experience. So CRM, in effect, becomes an operational technological core for engagement and for ultimately a great customer experience, but it's still distinct from it. All right. The last thing I want to ask is uh, our buddy Esteban Kolsky, expert customer service of all things. Um, he said, and he had a presentation during that same conference which basically said that customer service as we know it will be non-existent by 2025. So 10 years, less than 10 years, no more customer service. Uh, give me your thoughts on that. Is he right? Is he wrong? What do you think? I think he's right. I mean, you know, we're already seeing that kind of transition. I mean, if you think back a few years, you know, we what the first metric that everybody used to look at was, First call, first call resolution. How quaint is that now, right? First call resolution. And what did they find out over time? Because of the 
uh, rise of new forms of, of communication and interaction with customers, it turned out the call resolution was the most expensive form of resolution and, in fact, wasn't even necessarily the preferred way that customers chose to communicate with companies when it came to service. There were certain instances like massive complaints where they liked having a live CSR or a customer service rep so they could yell at them, you know, but the reality is that what we're seeing now because of these new communications channels and also because of more effective um, processes, uh, you know, automated processes and more effective CRM systems and now as we're starting to see the evolution of more effective AI and more effective, um, let's call it user-generated successful resolution to customer service cases and the ability to capture that and provide it uh, you know, digitally starting to see customers use things like self-service channels in a lot more effective manner and actually with a more more preferentially than we have before. As we start seeing AI and other things like that begin to evolve, we're going to start seeing less and less need for giant call centers where you know thousands of people or even hundreds of people are employed doing that specific form of work. You know, with, because more and more people will be using self-service as a form of solution, or at least as the first uh, form of first resolution for that solution. Because, you know, when it boils down to it, if you can get an answer without dealing with another human being, for the most part, by just going online and finding it, by utilizing tools that make it easy for you, you're going to do that. Because you're looking for the path of least resistance when you're trying to solve a problem or just answer uh, a query. It's why you know, you see that the things that even though they may not be what they were professed to be, things like horror and other things still retain some, you know, strength. Well, why sites like WebMD, which, you know, actually uses medical professionals, are actually growing in uh, both veracity and credibility all the time because, you know, when it boils down to it, they can answer the questions as well as or better than a live human being can, right? So, um, Esteban's estimation of, you know, another eight or so years probably, you know, a lot of times I'd like to, you know, be dramatic and say, oh, he's probably way too long, but I, I think he's about right with what he's saying because we still have, you know, look, my generation, you know, the baby boomers are still, some, even though we're, you know, digitally smart, we're still somewhat wedded to the old, uh, the old way of doing things and, you know, I mean, I have to put it in this sense, but when my generation continues to die out, you know, and, uh, and or at least, let's say, to retire and step away from things like that um, or be less concerned with it, and when the Gen Xs and Gen Yers and Gen Zers begin to move forward, it's just going to become standard operating procedure that they use the means to solve problems uh, by themselves before they use uh, another, or before they contact a representative. It's just going to happen. 